thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. to uh, the Brew and View podcast. I know that's the show because uh, you are Mr. Brad. I am, and as always, you are Andrew. Yes. Marlin to your Jim Perkins. With him, <laughs> as always, is Garth. Party on. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, we are the show that uh, critics are saying is back with guns blazing. Critics are saying, where the hell yeah. have you been? <laughs> What's the deal with sabbaticals? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, summertime. Yeah. But we're going to try to alleviate that here in the next couple of weeks, so uh, stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, you know, we had, uh, well, life gets in the way, or life finds a way, one of the two. Um, I was on vacation, you were in Chicago, so, yeah, we were uh, living it up. Yeah, yeah, and we still we still uh, found a way. We haven't recorded in a while. We were just saying, but we we dropped that two parter and kind of bridged the gap a little bit. Um, and I don't think anyone. I don't know. We didn't break the internet with that format, so no, we uh, got some responses uh, that were. <laughs> well, we got at least one that said, "Hey, that sounds good." 
<laughs> yeah, do it. Do whatever you do. Whatever you guys makes you, you guys, uh, happy. Y- you do you. Yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> My mom's our only listener. <laughs> that would not happen. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't think from either one of our mothers. <laughs> probably. It's, it's a good thing. Wonder if they got it. Wonder if they were doing a podcast behind our backs. We didn't know about. It. <sighs> I, if my dad was doing one, I'd be like, okay, but my mom, she, no, I can't see it. No. Uh, and it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, oh, the people you least expect, like, I don't think she even knows how to use a computer, honestly. Yeah. So, and one of the, one of the few barriers to entry is using a computer. That's right. Yeah. Check that off our list. Well, I'm, I mean, I barely know how to use a computer. I just rely on the rely on the uh, knowledge of others. Hmm. Yep. Yep. And if uh, Jim's not available, at least I know how to use GarageBand. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, but, hey, uh, it's been a while since you and I uh, had a beer together. So, yeah. What you drinking tonight? Ah, uh, I've been saving this. Uh, remember, I said I was going to the cabin like two months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went up there, I went to uh, one of my, one of my. Uh, it's it's um, it's a weird place. It's up near State College. So this like State College, uh, for those who aren't f- uh, familiar with it, it's you know the home of Penn State, and basically it's just farm country for, you know, 150 square or. Uh, in every direction is like 150 miles, right? And yes. uh, but there are little pockets of just um, crunchiness, and there's a little town code called uh, Milheim, and uh, that is home to like a kind of a uh, I, I, the best word I can explain it is like a hippie type or like a crunchy style, Granoli. like yes 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 like a lot of fly fishermen um and not like the you know uh ceos flying you know into the wilderness and they're mm-hmm. you know uh this is you know guys that this is their life or and there's a place called woodward up near there which is like a, this huge skate park um it's it's just in this little town there's a, a place called the elk creek cafe and they they brew beer there and nice. uh I go now. I don't like all their beers. Um, you know how you were saying you that your brew that one of your brewers or the brewer you talked to some like he's not into IPAs, right? right? And um, and this feels like it's the same, kind of the same way. They got like one IPA on it, and it's just not that great. And mm-hmm. they spend a lot of their time doing a lot of saisons and um, you know just. Stuff that just isn't in my palate right now. Right. And uh, so, but what I did find was this, uh, uh, it's called Princess Porter. It's a bourbon aged, or it's an aged bourbon barrel porter. All right. And it's, um, I have a little tagline or, or a little, uh, some, something on the side that says, Prohibition was a confusing time. It made law brin- lawbreakers of princes. It made princes of lawbreakers. It didn't last. We brewed this bourbon aged <laughs> porter. To celebrate the end of confusion, you're no longer denied. Drink like royalty. And um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's a real real heavy uh, porter. Uh, you can really taste the bourbon. Um, you know, you can. It's almost um, um, it, it with whiskey. You know, whiskey will or in bourbon will kind of suck the the moisture right out of your mouth. Yes. Um, and this does that, you know, with a lot of the porters or the stouts, it, you don't get that kind of, it doesn't suck it out like that, but this, um, this makes you want more, I guess. Um, it's a, uh, it's, it's a heavy beer. I, I gotta look it up what, what the, uh, the old, uh, specs on it are. Mm -hmm. It is a, uh, it doesn't tell me anything about the the ABV or the IBU. I just know it's, it's a heavy beer. Um, I'm guessing it's probably 7.5 or 8%, uh, just based on the taste of it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not, it, this is a sipping beer. Yeah. This isn't something that you're going to, you know, take down in a couple swigs. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a decent, good beer. If you're in the Milheim area, I gave it a four on untapped. It's, um, if you're up, it's a it's a cool place to go they got all they got a really good menu uh it's 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 a it's a cafe first and a, and a beer uh brewer brewery second i would say interesting yeah but i because but but their their beer selection is pretty significant for the for the place that i don't it's hard to explain this place there shouldn't be this place in this town <laughs> But it's there, and it's it's cool that it is, and uh, I appreciate good. it. It's yeah. not too far from our cabin. Awesome, yeah. So it just, I don't know. Sounds like it works. Yeah, and, uh, and, and that like, beer sounds right up my alley. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, you would like it. Um, it's I mean, it's only been 214 ratings for this beer, so you know, it's 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 not a very high traffic right place, um, but. It's it's worth the, it's worth a go. You know, J.K. probably like if he's running around, you know. Yeah, yeah. If he's uh, doing he, some traveling. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, there you go. Nice, uh, awesome. What you having? I am having Spud Heavy. Mm -hmm. It is an Imperial IPA, heavy on the Idaho Seven, uh, <laughs> from Nola Brewing Company. Um, I've taken some flack for drinking a lot of Nola stuff, and uh, it's it's not gonna stop. I've got a whole cache of um, small batch Nola beers that I've gotta I've, I want to drink, but I've also got to drink because um, you know there's room in my fridge, and they keep coming out with more. So there you go. Um, I've been holding on to this one. I think that this was their most popular as far as uh most successful as far as uh taste as far as response like people enjoying the taste of it um it is a 100 percent late edition and double dry hops uh beer with idaho seven and comet hops and uh they say it's spudtacular and and it is uh it actually it it has like all the um, telltale signs of a good IPA, um, but it's also got a little bit of sweetness to it, um, kind of in the finish as opposed to like um, 
that bitterness that you usually associate with hops. Right. And uh, I like it. It's like it's the right amount. Um, it's not it's not s- too sweet. It's definitely not like uh, doesn't taste like a flavored beer. It's just uh, I guess maybe these Idaho Seven hops are have that um, that flavor profile. Right. But it's great. And uh, my buddy, who uh, actually works at NOLA, I was over at his place today, and I brought a couple over, and he was like, you're probably the only person in the city that still has that. I was like, yes. Hang on to it. Yeah, uh, except for it's 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 going down today, tonight. It's going down for real. That's the song, right? It has that, like, sure. dancing. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, I know what the kids like. Um, yeah, so I gave it a four on Untapped. Uh, cool. It's it's awesome, really good. I think that um, this beer in particular and this line of uh, limited um, four packs that they're doing uh, are right up your alley. I think that you really okay. enjoy some of them. There's another one coming out this weekend. Uh, called No Strings Attached, and I've got a n- couple more in my fridge um, that I don't think I've reviewed on here yet. Um, but I'm, I think I'm just gonna run down run down the release calendar until they're gone. So okay, so Very buckle good. up, listeners. Yeah, strap in. I'm gonna be calling Uber, drinking some Nola beers. Sorry, uh, great beer though. Yeah. Um, anyone in, in the area would, that has had it will probably tell you. Um, it's it's on Untapped. Uh, it's at like 3.99. So, okay. That's are, that's a good. That's yeah. really good. We're all enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're, right now we're uh, mine. It's sitting right at 4.06. So there we're looks like we're right in line with the two beers we're we're drinking yeah. as far as falling in with the. The common folk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all we're all enjoying some beers. I so. had a I had a surprising experience uh, today. Um, really? I've been la- the last two days. I've been working exclusively outside. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been brutal hot. Today was actually a little bit nicer than yesterday, uh, and definitely nicer than the day before. But um, so um, I'm working at this guy's house. Who I know he's he's a friend. He, he's actually one of the job supervisors. Uh, it, for a builder I work for. So we've, you know, we know each other pretty well. And uh, I've been, he just moved into this new house and I'm doing some extra work for him. I actually built two picnic tables for him. Mm-hmm. And tonight, uh, at the end of the day, brought me out a beer and he's like, what do you want? And I'm like, whatever you got, it, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And he brought me out a Miller Lite. Hey, it's and Miller it's, time. And, and it, it was Miller time. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, it tastes fucking good. It tastes good today. Um, when it's hot, I, yeah. Well, especially, and it has to be cold. It yeah. has to be cold. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I haven't had a Miller Lite for. Oh, you know what? That's a lot because we did play beer pong uh, last <laughs> week. But that that doesn't quite count. Like, but like to sit down and have a beer. Like yeah. last time I've had a Miller Lite, it's been quite a while, and uh, it was nice to have that on a hot day. You know, everything, all the stars aligned, and it was yeah. good. You know, and I hate you know, I. 
am definitely guilty of being a, a beer snob and like fuck Miller Lite, fuck Bud Light, you know, all that stuff. Um, these fucking fucks. <laughs> uh, but I, it 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 was just it was exactly what I needed because yeah. the day before I had uh, brought like a four pack or I had a four pack of beer in my truck and I, at the end of the day I was like hey throw this in your fridge cool it up for me at the end of the day and I'll drink that and it was like this real heavy it was uh, I think I talked about it before on this podcast um, last year when it came out it was called Nimble Giant mm-hmm. and Sounds it familiar. was uh, yeah it was just real real heavy um uh ipa and just you know just just uh, just too heavy for the end of a hot day and mm-hmm. and um i actually enjoyed the miller light quite a bit more now like if i'm sitting down right now i'd much rather have the nimble giant of course as, yeah you know but it just right right beer right time yeah that it definitely there's definitely a time and place for for that and um I was talking to someone too, and it's like, you know, you don't have to like it. I I am a uh, a very vocal high life fan, obviously. Yeah. Um. But there's something to be said about the these bigger breweries. There, there's at least a little got to be like a part of you that's um, impressed by like the consistency. Like you go anywhere and you get a a Bud Light and it's like yeah it's not gonna taste great but it's gonna taste like a Bud Light anywhere yeah. you go, and like we, um, Nola for example my favorite beer they make is the this uh, pineapple habanero IPA, and every single batch is different, right, and uh, it, it just is there's there's something to be said for that they they nailed a, um. The consistency they they yeah. nailed that and it well, might not be what you're looking for but i i don't know especially like just trying all these different beers all the time it's like that's definitely not an easy thing to do i don't think well that's why i love guinness so much because mm-hmm. i mean on a on a mass production scale like that's probably the most mass produced beer that is actually a good beer in my mind yeah yeah no i i um I'm I'm trying to think of something else. Um, I mean, because like you look at you know your Heinekens mm-hmm. or your Coronas, you know the Heinekens you can have a good one, but most of the time it tastes stunky, right? Yeah, I mean, most of the time, you know, or you know, Coronas pretty much just fuzzy. Yeah, Coronas. Uh, yeah, or you know, um, you know, uh, you know, you could. Uh, Lagunitas is kind of getting on that scale of being very, the very high, like high marketed or high. Yeah, very macro. Yes, but you know, it, it and it's good. It's good, but it's not. It it also varies. I don't know. I not that it varies, but um, I don't know. Like I don't like Guinness is worldwide and. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I think it's hard to beat, and that's I, I appreciate that they are able to put that out, and it's consumed as well as it is. Yeah. Um, especially now with the World Cup going on. Yeah. Not to date us, but. Yeah. You know. <laughs> World Cup, twenty eighteen. Watch a little footy. Spain beat Iran today. Who beat Iran? Spain. Oh. 
It's a good match. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. It was one of the. It was one of those. It was very lopsided. Like Spain was was really in control, but every now and then there would just be this little burst from Iran where it's like, okay, you can't, you know, can't take it easy yet. They're still they're out here. So, yeah. 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 It's good. It's it's fun and it like for me anytime I start watching soccer I get nostalgic for because you know, I played it in high school like oh, I want to I want to go play soccer again. Yeah, I would, I would be interested in the like the pickup games. Like I hear about oh, pickup yeah. games of soccer and stuff. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind joining like a beer league or something. Well, in, around around here, like soccer is is a very recent sport for uh, like uh, high school. Like like within the last twenty years, it's only been that. Really? And where where I see, yeah, I mean, it wasn't much of a. Uh, a clubs, you know, like it wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't that cool. much. But what I see is because um, we because we have a big migrant po- population here because of we have like apple orchards forever. Like mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of Musselman's apple or applesauce and stuff like that, that, their headquarters are like 15 miles away from here, and like uh, a lot of the migrant workers come up here and they pick the different fruits and stuff, and we have just apple orchard everywhere but what i do see is like a lot of um the migrant workers coming and doing a lot of pickup games and stuff like and if i were to go to play with those guys they would just they would crush me yeah but um <laughs> yeah it's a fun sport and I, I think it gets a lot of flack just because everyone else plays it well the worst is the it's flop. the it's, it's the oh. metric system of sports yeah um I, what what's the worst Sorry. The the flopping, yeah, it's, it's the worst. It's a, pr- I mean, it's a problem with the rules. Well, it's the Brazilians are the worst. I mean, it's, um, it, I mean, and it's worth it because it's, it's yeah, it's strategy. It's, it's a, yeah. it's, it's, um, you know, it's kind, it's kind of like the, my complaint about playoff basketball is it slows down so much in the last five yeah. minutes, and they've been trying to combat that, but it's like, it's, um it's part of the strategy. Like I, I'm not yeah. mad at the players for doing it. I'm mad at for the efficient player. Yeah. For the, the rule book for allowing it to happen. Yep. Hate the game. Yeah. Yeah. But not too much. Not too bad. I don't like it. Anyways. Um, we're not the brew and football podcast. Mm. Uh, so we got kind of a lot of movies to run through. Um, yeah, we do. Well, that's a brisk jog. Maybe we won't run through them. Um, but we got a lot to talk about. So, uh, where, I guess, where to start? You, yeah. you are the, uh, the gatekeeper this, this round. Cause you, you have the most, uh, to talk about. So, all right. Well, um, God, how do we do this? Why don't we Why don't we save Annihilation for like closer to last? Yeah, sure. How's that? Of course. Because I think we can get a good conversation about that. Um, uh, did you get a chance to watch Last Flag Flying? I did not. Okay. Uh, let me run through that real quick. You signed it to me uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's streaming on Amazon right now. And it was, I think, it was straight to kind of straight to Amazon, straight to. 
I don't think it had it much of a theater um, uh, release. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it wasn't a big theat- theatrical release if it was. But um, uh, yeah, streaming on Prime right now, starring Brian Cranston, Lawrence Fishburne, and Steve Carell. Uh, and this takes place in the early 2000s, um, say probably around 2004, 2005, maybe six, somewhere around there. Um, not too long after we went, we went back into war with, um, you know, uh, both in Afghanistan and Iraq. Mm-hmm. And um, what this is is um, Steve Carell's character comes back and and is seeking out two of his old army. Uh, his old army friends that they haven't seen each other for years and years and years. Um, God, I don't even know how to, uh, and I don't want to speak too much about this. Uh, well, I mean, you probably get it. Um, damn it. How do I talk about this? Um, I do Steve Crow's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Steve Crow's son has died. Okay. And he is, um, he 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 wants to go. He wants to go collect the body, or he wants. But he he wants help. He wants to go with his his uh, his old army buddies. And his son has died in war. In war, and he these three guys were in Vietnam together. Okay. And it is a uh, road trip movie. Um, it's a uh, you know a. a uh, buddy movie. This is all dudes. There's like very limited uh, women in this. Um, they're just pretty much uh, set pieces. It is directed by Richard Linkletter. Uh, it's written by Richard Linkletter and uh, I guess uh, Daryl uh, Pazicone, whatever. It was based on his novel, this Daryl guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, okay, so. The, the story itself is in an interesting story, and the the way they pulled it off, uh, there's a lot of dialogue in it, uh, as you would expect from a Linkletter movie. Yeah. And, um, you know, Cranston is really good, but he's playing a, an over-the-top character uh, again. Um, or not again, but, like, as you we've come to expect him to play yeah. uh, when he when he plays subtle it just doesn't seem to work like whenever he's going for that i don't know uh subtle character it just doesn't work when uh what trumbo you know that was yeah. that was over the top yeah um, and we we both liked that character him playing that character not so much the movie mm-hmm. yeah yeah but exactly we like him in that character and like him playing over top is what he does best so i think absolutely um yeah, I, and I just love seeing him on the scene. And Steve Carell really uh, dials it back, plays a very subdued, very like, almost to the point of like forty-year-old virgin, <laughs> like very repressed person. And Lawrence Fitzburn is great. Uh, so the acting is really good. the it, The story is interesting. It's heartfelt. There's some like eye stinging moments in this movie. Um, and you can't say it's a great movie because it's kind of it's kind of it's not formulaic. I don't think it's just, it, you know, you feel where it's going and you see where it's going, but you don't mind the ride. Um, it's, it, it, it stretches on a little bit. It's two hours and five minutes long. I gave it a seven, which is, is a good score because it's above 50%. Um, I don't know why I'm explaining that, but, um, 
like you could do a lot work worse for this. It's it's very heartfelt. You've you uh, believed in the writing in this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel feel put on. Now there's a couple scenes that are kind of like eh, come on, but for the most part, it feels genuine. And uh, I in a movie like this where it's about this heavy kind of subject, there's enough humor and enough um, heartfelt moments that you can it's not an it's not just a total drag which you would imagine that it could be yeah um and it was it was light enough in spots to um, make it flow well so i would recommend this um if you get a chance i would say for you to watch this as well it's it's a pretty good acting performance um uh, you know it's it's not going to win any oscars but overall it was a pretty good movie so i was happy to watch it um, but you saw a movie today or yesterday? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yesterday I went, uh, made it out to the theaters to see Deadpool 2. Yeah. Or, or I guess, oh shit, we should. The I sequel guess, to Deadpool. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess okay. it'd been better to go to everybody once. I mean, maybe we could do that too if we want. Yeah. No, we already set it up. <laughs> if, I, right. if I was any good at this shit, I would, yeah. It's all right. We don't want to overlink ladder. We'll let mm. it simmer a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Deadpool two came out this year, um, about a month ago now, and uh, it's um, stars Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, um, Julian Dennison as Firefist. Zazie Beats, yeah. Domino, she was really good. Uh, I'm trying to look at look at who else is on, on the list here. Karan Sony as Dopinder. He's he's funny. Uh, Brianna, I enjoy him. Hmm. Brianna. Oh uh, yeah, Brianna Hildebrand is a Negasonic teenage warhead who her <laughs> her girlfriend Yukio was. <laughs> that that was a, a great running gag. It was just so simple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh yeah, so uh the Deadpool's back doing his thing. Um and you and I kind of talked about this earlier. Um I I guess uh without spoiling too much of it. I don't think there's a lot to spoil, but um Deadpool it is uh they definitely really really go for something a little more emotional or i don't even know if that they just they kind of get bogged down in this plot that's not super i don't know there's a better route to take with this and they just didn't take it i think um, well they in the first one they they did touch like pulling the heartstrings a little bit yeah so they um you were saying they kind of felt fabricated or forced in uh, a little bit right yeah like, it, it felt kind of shoehorned in there um and I mean, uh i don't know it's not a good crux of a movie that i think should be um uh, i don't know it just well uh, you know we already know he loved her and we already know they felt all like for the like the, the uh the revenge, like there was nothing really for him. Like there was no reason to do it. Like 
if you were going to watch Deadpool 2, you already watched Deadpool 1, so you know that. Like, we don't have to, like, make it even feel even worse for him, I guess. Or maybe yeah. that's what they were going for. I don't know. Yeah, make him a sympathetic character. But I think he already kind of was. Um, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. That being said, I really, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't think too highly of the plot, but there was a lot of, you know, just immature jokes and, um, just enough goofy stuff. Uh, but then really, I think what, um, was both great and kind of, uh, could have been, uh, pushed over the top with like maybe different or maybe better plot um was cable played by josh brolin yeah it was an awesome introduction to a really cool character um and like the perfect introduction because like if you know anything about comics mm -hmm. uh cable's introduction into comics came at a time where it was you know what was it early 90s it was all the chromium mm -hmm. covers it was bigger it was more guns it was like more muscles that kind of stuff and he embodied that role yeah pretty well right yeah absolutely um and it, it was awesome and he was great i uh i don't know i i feel like the thing that that another thing that felt kind of detracting from the sequel was that the original Deadpool is definitely standalone. Um, but now, you know, the X-Men franchise, especially, you know, after Logan, they've, they've killed their most popular character. Um, which, um, I mean, they went out in a real like blaze of glory. It was fantastic. But, yeah. uh, without him, the franchise, I think is kind of floundering. Um, They've had, I, I mean, uh, First Class and um, Days of Futures Past both did really well, but um, Apocalypse was just, that just, it didn't play well with anyone. Uh, yeah. And so I feel like they're trying to um, incorporate Deadpool a little more into this universe, and I felt like there were some, some things where just kind of forcing these potential tie-ins. Um, but I'm definitely down for a, uh, solo cable story or, a, yeah, uh, a, a true cable Deadpool, um, kind of buddy cop situation. Yeah. I'm down for that. Um, it was pretty, uh, X-Force was pretty great, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There were definitely like, there were a lot of really great moments in this. It just didn't quite add up the way that the original one did. Yeah. Um, um, Peter, he was great. Um, yeah. it was just, just one of those like simple gags that just landed perfectly. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's an actor from, a um, uh, a series on Netflix. Uh, oh, what is it? Oh, crap. Um, I'll find out here in a second. Uh, catastrophe. It's like a, uh, it's like three seasons, six episodes per season. My wife and I really love it. It's just about uh, relationship stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and he's a really funny uh, actor. I, I really enjoy him. Um, 
And uh, yeah, the whole Domino was great. Loved her. And yes. Just the, uh, you know, having uh, just a couple cameos here and there. Terry Crews being in it for you know. Yeah, I was I was, was a little uh, disappointed we didn't get more Terry, but I know. Well, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't want to burn that, but the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Invisible the van- Guy. The Vanisher. Yes, Vanisher. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I think that went right over OT's head. I'll have to yeah, ask probably. her later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, when I watched this, I had a guy sitting right behind me mm-hmm. um, that was the worst. Oh, no. I mean, just, I mean, just everything that came up, he was just commenting on it. Oh, and just no. like you know, oh, he did that. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh and that's what he did. Oh, wow. oh I see like what's everything. going on here. Yeah. Oh, he. Yeah. It's just like every little thing he was like explaining what happened mm. and just laughing, you know. Uh, but yeah. No, no, thank you. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, like, like I said, it was more the same, uh, yeah. and it, it was still good stuff. It, like, yeah. I love this yeah. character, love it all. There was a couple like weird points where, like, yeah, it was um, a little bit overdone on the, you know, the melodramatic shit, but yeah, um, but for the most part, it was good. Um, you know, yeah. uh, you know, having Colossus or uh, having not Colossus, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Cable, uh, no juggernaut, no, no. juggernaut. Yeah, it, which that was a nice little uh, mm-hmm. uh, bonus to it. Yeah, and so overall, pretty good. Yeah, pretty I good. I I felt like it had enough of what I was looking for, um, which was pretty much just laughs per minute. Um, it made me laugh a lot. So that's kind of all I all I wanted from it. I don't think it'll. I don't see it as as endearing as Deadpool, but like when you no. come out when when you come out of the gate with like a surprise hit, it's just so hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we both like just really gushed over that, that the first one and uh, yeah. this one. I mean, it's not it's not a bad. It's not like no, you know, no. It's not like Airplane Two or Caddyshack no. Two. Very no, no. <laughs> I have never seen Airplane Two, but I can tell you that Caddyshack Two is a disgrace. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I gave it a seven. I think it's a solid, like, just kind of straight down the middle. Couple yeah. uh, couple things I would have liked, but you know, can't can't win them all. How did uh, OT like it? She she enjoyed it as well. So good. Yeah, she is. I think I was talking about this on. Mm, Maybe I was talking about it with with you on this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she is she she likes all the comic book movies and stuff yeah. and she's at this point she's much more into the Marvel well, when we TV talked about, series than me. Yeah, I mean, so. I know when you talk about we talked about Avengers, she mm-hmm. was all into it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's um yeah. She enjoys it. So which is which is nice cuz it doesn't really feel like oh, I have to drag you to the theater to see something you don't want to see right cool cool yeah yeah all right um one movie i well you was well i kind of signed myself but you signed me uh (laughs) uh, chopper uh, a movie i've been wanting to watch um couldn't find it Uh, i could find it on dvd but i have to you know wait for it let it come yeah i wasn't about to do that i was willing to buy it on uh streaming but you know i'm cutting the cord or not cutting the cord or 
I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> uh, that's um, all right. Let's speculate uh, but, on how it would have gone, though. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it would have been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did watch a bunch of other movies. One movie I did, uh, and this is based off of, um, I was talking, Ryan and I were on vacation. We we go on vacation together. Just him, him and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just a man's man trip. Hey, you know, if I was we, in Ryan's shoes or your shoes, I'd do it. Right. Just saying. And then we go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. And then find a nice cabin in the woods. Um, so <laughs> I love it. It's so easy, but yeah, it no, always gets me. It just works. <laughs> um, so, uh, but he started talking about, um, we, we were talking about horror movies and he was like, mm-hmm. we started to talk about Halloween and then I was all, oh, you know what I was talking about? I was talking about the, the new trailer that came out, the, the Halloween yeah. trailer that came out, um, that, you know, it's how many, it's 30 couple years later. And it's, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is, or Laura Stroud is, she's old, and but Michael Myers is still in jail. Uh, and, of course, it, this is just, you know, the, all the original cast or whatever's left the original cast. Yeah. And somehow he gets out, whatever. So, based on the trailer. Mm-hmm. So, we started talking about that, and we were talking about, um, you know, horror movies. And then we kind of got on to... Rob Zombie because he is a big fan of like the Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses just like I am, sure. and and then we started talking about Halloween and um and I I've I've watched this movie but I had watched it back this came out in 2007 I probably watched it in 2007 mm-hmm. but I haven't watched it since and I mean I started thinking like why aren't I remembering some of the things he's talking about and I'm thinking well it has been 10 years and I have watched a ton of movies since then yeah right. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, was it was it that good? And he was telling me about some of these things. It, they were kind of coming up, and it's like some of the things are creepy. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go watch. It. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna buy it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. And so I did. It's not streaming anywhere, but it is now streaming on my phone or my computer or whatever I got going mm-hmm. on. I can watch it anytime I want to because I bought it. Uh, 2007's Halloween by directed by Rob Zombie. Um, it's a what? How would you explain it? It was it's like a kind of a new take on and I'm just re revisiting this yeah yeah it's a reimagining of reimagining right so it's like it pretty much you know starts out in the 70s late 70s ends you know in 2007 so or maybe in in the 80s i guess i don't know when Um, really what yeah somewhere it's it's kind of ambiguous on timelines and stuff like that but basically it's a reimagining of the original story Yes, and it stays pretty true to it, but it out, but it does give a lot more backstory into it. Mo- I tell you what, it moves a lot f- faster than the original Halloween. Yeah, as far as you know, how the story um, rolls pretty quickly, and you know what, I love Rob Zombie, I really do, because like this movie, it's not great, but I really loved it because I he pays so much attention, it gives so much. Uh, uh, he he's a a guardian or a caretaker of the the old slasher movies. He, yeah, like he, he he pays homage to it as, as many chances as he can, and but also puts a new, very twisted, dark twist on on some of the some of the stuff. Yeah, he pushes um, him a little further. Yes, um, and but he he holds such reverence for um those old movies and mm-hmm. um. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's not it isn't a great movie, but I really liked it. Um, um, 
and I do remember it watching it, but it's just, you know, I had to re, uh, reacquaint myself with it because it's worth the watch. And I, I'm, I'm jacked up for the new Halloween coming out. I, I should probably go back and watch the original, mm-hmm. um, here. Cause I, it's probably been even longer since I watched that, but, um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and he really gives, makes Michael Myers a truly threatening, uh, just a mountain of a man, just a, a, a truly unstoppable force to be reckoned with. And, um, God, it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love Sherry Moon. She yeah. can't act for shit, but she's no. fun, <laughs> fun to, to look, look at. at. <laughs> yeah. And she gives it her all every time. Yeah, I mean, she's always very committed to yeah trying. And um, yeah. yeah. Uh, when's the last time you saw this? Long time. Um, yeah. pro- honestly, probably around the time it came out. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing it. I think I've seen it twice. Um, I like it though. I I do remember enjoying it. Um, and I do. He kind of does. Um, they're, they're, his movies are a little, not, I wouldn't say a little, his movies are a lot grittier and a lot more, um, kind of rock and roll, I guess, which would make sense given his background, but, um, he does kind of, not a complaint, but, uh, you know, he does kind of shoot kind of, uh, like, he has tendency to be a little manic, kind of like a music video oh, shoot. For sure, so, yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot of cuts, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of edits in those. But um, yeah, uh, but you can just tell that his his love for it and like yeah, absolutely. I think I talked about uh, the greatest showman. I don't, I don't think anybody's ever ever going to compare Halloween. So Rob Zombie's Halloween to Greatest Showman, but I'm going to try to do it. Okay, do it. I love it. Uh, the passion in which the people that are you can you can tell there's passion there right mm-hmm. and like there's passion and like you have no talent and there's passion and they have some talent yeah you know what i mean like uh whatever it is um uh you know uh, i uh, i'm trying to think uh, who did who did pecker and uh john john waters or is it john waters <laughs> yes right he has passion but like i don't think any talent i i don't know <laughs> He, uh, uh, I don't know. He, he's a weird, though, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, what is it? The Room. Um, oh, yeah. D- yeah. yeah. Zester Rovers. What's yeah. his name? Uh, yeah. Passion Without Talent. No Talent. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it just, like, I can tell, like, when, um, when, uh, uh Hugh Jackman did, I mean, he was so sick of being in Wolverine for yeah. years and years and years and years. He really want. He's a song and dance man. That's what he was brought up as, and like yeah. you could tell his passion, and it bled through, and it made me love that movie. And fuck, I've been what listening to the soundtrack to that on my own, and my wife. That's all she listens to now. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I, I felt the same thing with this movie that just the love for the genre, and you know, he kind of got let down by some of the actors, like Malcolm McDowell was just chewing up scenery and just mm. overacting everywhere but um yeah for the most part you could tell the uh just just the passion he had for this project and uh, like it came through and i i really enjoyed it so yeah awesome um 
What? What else have we been watching? Uh oh, you got well. Everyone wants some, right? Every, yeah, everybody. Everybody wants some. I think we've we've given everybody enough of a break. Um, so everybody wants some is very much in the same vein as uh, your dazed and confused slacker, um, where it's really it's really not so much about anything as much as it is about. Um, evoking a feeling of a time period and also just giving you some some slick dialogue and, and characters that you can really sink into more than plot and situations that you can sink into. Um, right. And uh, so this is about a uh, up-and-coming uh, college pitcher. Uh, three days before he starts school, he moves into the um baseball team's house um he's jake played by blake jenner um who else is in this movie uh a bunch of mm. names i don't really know i can't i think um uh what's his name um no oh, crap um no oh, uh damn it um russell uh kurt russell's son is in this too um uh Wyatt Russell. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> he he has a serious beard on in this one. Yes. Awesome. Um I don't really know what to say about this movie. I really, really liked it. Um I know that you I if I remember correct, you're a big fan of Dazed and Confused. I am. I I, I feel like I'm, okay. not, I'm. I don't really. I'm not really into it. Um, I. I. Uh, I like it fine, but it's definitely not not a touchstone movie for me. Where it's like, oh, this is one of the comedies that is just. Um, it, it for to be perfectly honest, um, for me, it's forever going to be tied to fast times at Ridgemont high. I think I found okay. out about them at the same time. And I, and fast times at Ridgemont high is one of my favorite movies. So right. it's just kind of, it just falls apart there. Uh, maybe I should revisit it. Honestly. Um, well, this is like almost like it's a spiritual sequel to, yes, it is. Yeah. To that. I mean, it, it, it feel, I mean, it's the same, it's basically the same movie just a decade later, mm-hmm. you know, and it, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's, or graduated into college. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought I enjoyed the characters. I felt like they were um, uh, true to life. Uh, it just, um, I don't know, it resonated with me. It, it made me um, uh, not nostalgic for the 80s, I guess, but just of, for like, summertime and like hanging out with my friends and not really having a care in the world um yeah i don't know it just uh it made me feel good and it made me laugh and i thought uh there were there were a couple characters that i just really i i enjoyed their antics and what they got up to so yeah there's some really um not not even really fleshed out characters but like um characters that were just kind of 
archetypal mm-hmm. characters or you know like they did exactly what you thought they were going to be doing and you know, like there wasn't a whole lot of surprises but like like you it was fun to see you know people like you you felt like you knew that type that guy yeah. you know you felt like you knew that guy um and it was it, it yeah uh, it's interesting what he's tapped into with these two movies. Uh, Days yeah. confused and uh, because it's it is like a uh, slice of life. It's there's no real plot, you no. know, to either one of these movies. I mean, there's a loose plot, you know. Yeah, you know, the both of with, them. Like, I mean, ha- there it's there. There's like the almost like the um, there's the blueprint for a plot. Like there's yeah. there's going to be a plot. We'll just get to it later, and then yeah. they just never get to it. Yeah, it's it, it's just like you know, it's it's a snapshot of a certain time, and mm-hmm. like and he, he and for both these, like I can't separate really these movies because it's such a, uh, you know, it's it's a hyper realized slice of life because like not all this shit happens mm-hmm. at one time, you know, in in one day. But sometimes I guess it could like or, or you know, for Days of Confused, just one day, you know. Um, it's, but, um, yeah, it's, he does a really good job in capturing for me anyways, capturing that slice of life. No, I, I agree that he does. Um, it's just that this one resonated more with me, I guess. No, I, I totally Um, get it. but yeah, really enjoy it. I gave it an eight. Um, it's streaming on Amazon prime and I think it's worth a watch. I think, um, Obviously, not everyone's going to like it. I remember the first time I saw Slacker, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Because there's no plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I kind of like, I, I really enjoy like when, when other people try and make movies like this. They never seem to, they don't really commit the way that Linklater has. Um, when, he, when he shows you these slices of life, they they kind of either... Um, maybe they get get scared by it because it's not a really, um, I don't know. It's not a formula for making a lot of money or really even making a name for yourself. Well, it's probably hard to sell this too. Point. Yeah, yeah. Because like it's you know whether it's you know Slacker or Clerks or the Days of Confused, like you're like just say, oh, this is just what's happening. Well, yeah. What's going? What what does happen? Well, you know we're just. We're just taking a look at someone's, or you know, what uh, taking a, t- or a time capsule, you know, pulling it out of the ground and seeing what was happening that day, or yeah. you know, yeah, it's kind of like George pitching, uh, pitching the TV idea yeah, about yeah. nothing to Jerry in the coffee shop, except yeah. in a very specific, either day or period. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the it looks like the budget for this was ten million, and it domestically grossed three. Point three million. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's a shame. Yeah, because like he does that this really well. Mm-hmm. He does it really well, and there's some people that kind of dabble in it, and and I wish they would commit the way that he commits. Because there's, I don't know. I think it's really cool. I think it it's fun and it's different. And when it's done well, I think it works well. I, like some of these movies that I realize, like I keep, I just, I, I forget that he, I keep forgetting he, you know, directed Last Last Flag Flying, but he also did, um, he also did Bernie, that movie Bernie that uh, we both really yeah. liked. Yep. Um, I totally, I either forgot about it or just didn't know. Um, well, know. yeah, it's. I mean, he's he's known for that 
that slice of life style, I think, is is so um, tied to him that you forget that he's done more than three movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skull Rock, pretty tight. Oh yeah, I I actually did not know he directed that. So. Yeah, and I still haven't seen Boyhood. That seems like that seems like he was very committed for that. Yeah, Boyhood sucks. <laughs> I I hate that movie. <laughs> Boy, Boyhood sucks, in my opinion. <laughs> I've never seen Skinner Darkly either. When was Boyhood? 2014. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember watching that. Wow. Wow. I felt like it was all of 2014 that I had to sit and watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scanner Darkly, Philip K. Dick novel. Yeah. They're hard to get through those Philip K. Dick novels. Yeah, I've tried a couple, and like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Man in the High Castle. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, do do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah, I, it's. I don't know. I'm just gonna watch Blade Runner. Instead. Yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> they're they were they are so much better executed on the on on screen. Like his uh, uh, Man in the High digestible. Castle. Yeah, that. Uh, uh, Amazon had that uh, had a um, uh, series, you know, uh, based on that, mm-hmm. which was really good. But, anyways, all right. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, really uh, liked it. Thank you for for the assignment. Um, I think I said it, but definitely I am giving it a recommendation. Cool. Uh, one I'm going to tell you to stay away from. Mm. Uh, streaming on Amazon, or I'm sorry, streaming on Netflix right now. It's called The Clapper. Uh, at no. Holmes. And, uh, Did you Tracy, watch this? no, I haven't, but Tracy Morgan's Tracy in Morgan. it. And, yeah. uh, I was, I was tempted cause yeah, I, I would, I would definitely stay away because <laughs> like Tracy Morgan doesn't do shit in this. He's just like kind of subtle I mean, he doesn't do no, anything. I don't like it. that. No. Uh, this movie kind of, this movie, I had a really hard time getting through this. I fell asleep twice during it and I had to go back and watch it, you know, parts again. It just, ugh, it was a slog. It was just poorly conceived i i really i really did not like this movie like i really didn't mm-hmm. um yeah stay away from it uh and if oh you value my opinion at all i do um um yeah that was from 2017 yeah it's it's trending you know 5.1 on on uh, imdb imdb users is pretty bad mm-hmm. you know because if it's any type of good it's usually yeah, it usually but, breaks in pretty close to the seven. Yeah, I gave it a four. Okay. Um, ba, 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 ba. I went back and watched. Uh, I I did some more um, David Fincher movies. Nice. Uh, two movies I hadn't seen for a long time. Well, actually, actually, I hadn't seen the Curious Case of Benjamin Benjamin Buttons the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, um, that movie. Is it's from 2008? It's streaming on Amazon right now. Um, it's 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 too long. It's way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is shot beautifully. It is uh, heartfelt. It's uh, it's probably Brad Pitt at his best. Even though I love him in Inglorious Bastards, um, it's him at his most genuine and hmm. uh, and uh, Kate Blanchett at her most. Um, uh, her, her most uh, warm, you know, because you see her in the Queen, and you see her just being a 
or you see her in you know Thor Ragnarok. Just a, she can, she's a good ice queen. Yeah. Um, uh, but she this like this is the Kate Blanchett I really like. You know, she's very. Uh, uh, I don't know. He got the a really a really good performance out of her. Uh, it's just it's just really long. It's 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 like a um, it's like a Forrest Gump for. I don't know, hipsters, maybe, you know, um, it's, it's, but it's Fincher. I mean, man, this guy can really shoot a movie. It's, it's really, it's fascinating to watch him shoot and, and watch what he can do with, uh, shots mm -hmm. and, and direction. Um, and I also like right after that, I watched Zodiac, uh, because I hadn't seen that since it came out. I saw that in theaters and I, and this is another movie from 2007, that I had really forgot about it. And I tell you what, like shot beautifully, yes, but yeah. this movie is a schlog. It is so fucking long. Really? Um yeah, it's it's I've really not, not it. um I mean it's interesting because of the, the, the subject matter. It's about the Zodiac killer in um in the uh you know the uh Bay Area. Right. And um you know back in the uh I mean, it actually goes from like the the '60s into the '70s. I mean, it really actually goes uh, spans a lot of time, and he covers fucking all of it. And it felt like it was that long. Like I aged, you know, forty years uh, just watching it. Uh, like, and there's some really good performances. It's just like this needed an editor, yeah, um, and because it comes in at two hours and thirty-seven minutes long, and it was felt every minute of it and uh, like jake gyllenhaal was great robert Downey Jr. was great mark ruffalo was great anthony edwards was eh, not very good he's never that good mm. um but like the main cast was really good it's just so goddamn long um so yeah i i love david fincher so much because of the way he can shoot and what he's put out mm -hmm. it's just this is probably one of my least favorite movies of his interesting I mean, even even compared to like Alien Cubed, um, so yeah, um, and it is streaming on Amazon as well. If you want to dive your toe into it and learn more about the Zodiac Killer, it doesn't really answer a whole lot of questions. It mm -hmm. tries to, and it tries to point you in a certain direction, uh, but every, and it was based on the on the book that the main character wrote, um, uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and it does show that. Uh, him being like consumed, all consumed by it and all that, but it was just there's too many things flying around, and like by the end of it, like you're just tired of following all the leads and just end it already and tell me who did it. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, ba -ba 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 -ba, I think bummer that. Uh, oh, I did watch American Made. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I'm came not out last. Curious about that one. Yeah, actually, it's you know, okay. Did you see, you see you saw Pain and Gain, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that hyper realized like uh, this is true story or this is a true story. Um, you know that was directed by Michael Bay, right? And yeah. actually, it wasn't a badly. It wasn't a. It wasn't a bad movie. I didn't think. Like no, it was okay. I, I wasn't crazy about it, but it definitely wasn't like. But a like disaster. as far as Michael, yeah, yeah, as far as Michael Bay movies goes, yeah. it wasn't bad. It wasn't um, a disaster. <laughs> no, uh, it and and um, this movie in in by telling the story in a 
and uh, Domino's a little bit uh, victim of this, where it's telling that you know this is a true story, and we're going to uh, speed it up for you, and mm-hmm. you know make the shots crazy. And they did a little bit of that with this. Um, it, it was it was it was cut very tight, or not tight, but like how would you, how would I explain it? It was it, it was cut. Uh, it was like like jumping all around. Like you could never sit in a space for a while and like soak in the performances. You were always like on the move, on the move, to one, like, like trying to tell all these stories in this. And um, you know, Tom Cruise was, I mean, he, he was great in it. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story itself is really good. Um, it, it, it's it's a fun movie to watch. It moves pretty quick. I'm looking to see how long it. Uh, how long it runs. It runs for an hour 55, and it feels a little bit shorter than that. Um, it uh, Domo Gleason is in it, plays oh, nice. great. Yeah, plays a really good role. It's it's worth, for me, for you, I think you you would probably enjoy it. You wouldn't love it, but you'd be like, ah, that wasn't a bad, it, like yeah. I learned a little bit, and um, it's, it's an interesting kind of... Um, uh, slice slice uh look into the uh world of the cia and the cartel uh and how uh, what is it uh, uh some some things make weird bedfellows or mm. something like that you know like how how we can get involved with certain people and what, like looking back on it like how could we ever do something like that? And then you're thinking, then it kind of tells the story and then you're like, Oh, I understand why. But <laughs> like when you got dumb people running certain things and you're like, Oh, well, why that's are why. you in charge? Yeah. But, uh, another, another example of Tom Cruise, like pouring his heart into a role and he'd actually like, or, you know, an actor pouring his heart into a role. And I, I really enjoyed watching it. So nice. Cool. All right. Well, why don't we uh, – do you want to uh, do our assignments, and then we'll, we'll dive into the big one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got for you, streaming on Amazon Prime from uh, this past year, uh, The Disaster Artist. Yeah. As we kind Speaking of made of, mention of earlier. Yeah. Good deal. Um, I was going to sign you a movie. Oh, oh yes, a movie I watched this week, but I didn't review it yet because I want to talk about it next week with you. We're gonna, or next time we talk, uh, Lady Bird is streaming on Amazon. Yeah, uh, a lot of praise for this movie last year, and we'll see if it holds up. Yes, yes, sounds good. Uh, I'm excited. So, um, excuse me, both those are on Amazon Prime, and uh, if you want to wait to hear what we have to say about that. Uh, I've got you covered on Netflix this week from 2001. A little animated movie you've probably heard of called Shrek. Nice. Yeah, I'm a fan of this one. Um, Obviously, otherwise I probably wouldn't recommend it. Uh, But yeah, um, Mike Myers, John Lithgow, Cameron Diaz, I believe. Uh, Eddie Murphy, just a really great, great cast. I don't know what the franchise has devolved into. I don't think I've seen anything other than the first one. Um, but I can tell you, it's it's uh, it's got a little bit of everything and uh, well executed. A little trivia for that. <clears throat> uh, 
da, 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 um, man, I am, yeah. Um, Tommy Boy. Um, uh, Chris Farley? Chris Farley. Chris mm-hmm. Farley had recorded about 80% of this before he died. No he was way. Spo- he was supposed to be Shrek. I th- I'm pretty sure <laughs> that was the deal. Uh, it sounds pretty cool. Um, I'm sure it would have been great. Um, I, I wish he hadn't passed away. Very unfortunate. Um, but what what we got was was really awesome. So yeah. Ah, I did, I did not know that. That is that's sad. Yeah, Chris. He was running after his death. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we get All Star by Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get that song. Yay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Works in the context. Yeah, it does. It's all right. Um. Uh, for me, for you, not for you, but for the listeners, the royal we. Yes. Uh, from the year. 1992, right in the midst of all the great, great, great action movies, larger than life characters. We get two of the best. We get John Claude and we get Dolph Lundgren coming at you <laughs> in the movie Universal Sol- Soldier, streaming on Amazon right now. If you haven't seen this and you want to see big dumb action movie and just get away, from, get away from you know the artsy fartsy shit that we've been talking about. Go check out Universal Sol- Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for my money, I, like I, when this came out, I was what? How old was I? 16, 15 years old. I mean, come on. How, how great was this? Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, the reason like the phrase dumb guy movie exists. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the best. But yeah, it's exactly what, like, you know, there's, you want to just turn your brain off and watch something cool. Just yeah. be open to something a little nutty. There you go. Boom. There you go. Done deal. Alrighty. Well, All right. Um, let me run it back real quick so everybody knows. Um, we're going to be talking The Disaster Artist and Lady Bird next week, both from 2017, both streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, if you want to wait, see what we have to say about those. Uh, um, we, we recommend Shrek. From 2001 on Netflix and Universal Soldier from 1992 on Amazon Prime. Sweet. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and with that, uh, this has been a few weeks in the making. The reason that I, well, one of the reasons I didn't watch a lot of other movies is I've watched this movie three times now. Oh, Okay. Well, yeah. let's get into it. Uh, all right. Uh, from from this year, it's uh, Alex Garland's follow-up to Ex Machina. Tear this fucking dance floor up. Yeah. <laughs> Annihilation. Um, starring Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Leigh, uh, as well as the aforementioned uh, dance floor terror upper, um, Mr. Oscar Isaac. And a whole gang of archetypes going into the shimmer. 
You know, I didn't even put that together. I never even because Oscar Isaac's characters are so different. Yeah, I didn't even oh, yeah. think. I didn't even put that together. They were, yeah. Yeah, no, they they're nothing like each other. Yeah, um, he Oscar Isaac is almost unrecognizable when ex machina. Yeah, yeah, he does not. Um, yeah, he doesn't have that because he he has like just kind of the classic like wavy hair and like big a smile short beard. Yeah, and even in um, like a most violent year, not a lot of smiling, um, mm-hmm. but he just he has that classic his kind of his look. Yeah. Um, not at all in Ex Machina. That's a great. Ah, that's just a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, this is about a biologist who signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so I. I spent a lot of time trying to understand this movie. I never spent any time thinking, should I understand this movie? Yeah, it's weird should one, yeah. I should I spend the time understanding this movie? I've read some, so I guess it's based on a trilogy of books uh, called yes. the Southern Reach trilogy um, by Jeff Vandermeer. And yes, and I have them downloaded and ready to read. Basically irrelevant um, because Alex Garland said this was like a dream that he remembered of the first one. And I don't think he remembered like even read the second or third one. So yeah. Interesting take on, um, utilizing source material. Yeah. Sounds a little, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, there's a couple ideas I want to use. So fuck it. Uh, yeah. So I, I'd be curious to, um. Yeah, you'll have to report back to us when when you listen, because I, I'm kind of interested. Um, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, a trilogy of books. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, the uh classic classic soldier scientist, uh, mm-hmm. Lena, played by Natalie Portman, goes into the Shimmer, which um. I think is I don't think it's any one thing. I think it uh I think a lot of the things in this movie are allegories for cancer. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's all um, over the place. That's the one that's like the most uh maybe straightforward isn't the, isn't the right thing. Like just the most um that one that one's kind of I don't want to I guess easy. Oh, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it it hits you over the head. Yeah. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it also is like a um amplification of your self destruction. And I think a lot of this movie gets caught up in like um how self destruction is is necessary to the human experience. Okay, um, yeah. And, I get that. Uh, I don't know. There there were a lot of things that I was just trying to figure out and then I'm watching it for the third time and I, I don't want to I don't want to overplay our hand here cuz I think there is a lot to talk about here, but I was just like, you know what? 
I don't even really like this movie very much. <laughs> I don't think it's very good. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> um, but it um to to be fair, it it warranted repeat viewings before I even decided. I was like, I don't even want to figure it out. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I guess it's. I guess you could get stuck in, you know, what does it tell me mm-hmm. and, and what, you know, what I should be taking from this because um, I think he's, he is trying to tell something and like in a, in a very, definitely in a very artful way. Like mm-hmm. he's like, there's, there's no question that he finds himself or he sees himself in our tour, yeah. you know, um, because he's doing a lot of stuff with uh, colors and flashbacks and, mm-hmm. and storytelling that, uh, begs you to be questioning what you're watching yeah or and um some of it works some of it doesn't in ex machina um it's a little bit more straightforward because um as you're walking down the path of this person you're you're also questioning yeah. yourself yeah ex machina plays more to the paranoia of the human condition and i think right. that that's a much more interesting i don't know because i feel like like self-destruction is obviously there's there's really sad examples of it um but then there's also those those like really just celebrated examples of it with i mean fucking punk rock rock and roll just is so um like some of the stuff that's just so nihilistic and self-destructive and like you know, getting hammered and getting on but, stage. Like there's, there's a level of I, attraction to the self-destruction. I, I get that. I do. I get that part of it, but there also are like the subtle things of it too. It's like not returning that phone call you should have, or, yeah. or not meeting that deadline you should have. There's, mm-hmm. there's a million self-destructing things I do a day, whether it's eating a little bit extra cheese or having that extra beer or doing those things that, you know, like not going out for a run or, you know, not, you know, uh, you just described a bunch of things that are good for the soul. Yeah, they are. They're good soul food, but they're also they can be self-destructive. Yeah, absolutely. Or or not, you know, sitting, you know, playing a video game Mm -hmm. for an extra half hour instead of going and hanging out with your significant other or, you know, those little things that are actually, you know, are that are taught to us as being good. But they're uh, I can see those self-destructive things. And I'm glad you brought this up because Mm -hmm. it's something I really didn't I really didn't think of. And. I now that you mentioned it, it it it, it does ring true, and mm-hmm. um, and I can I see that myself a lot, and, and yeah. I'm not saying you know you should be seeing that as well, but it I oh I see it in myself absolutely, but, but I have like a it, weird attraction to it. Yeah, I guess I mean there is that as well. Um, I make excuses it's, it's, like it's it's good for the soul. <laughs> yeah, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. We it's should Wednesday. I should get blackout drunk and just record yeah. it. um yeah i mean those uh yeah and it in the way that this movie like lays itself like you could see the how everything is like falling apart around them yeah and like each person that was as they're like trudging into this you know uh into this this unknown territory like you can see the deterioration of themselves and of the environment around them. And like, mm-hmm. you know, 
it's a, it's a weird thing. And, and I thought it was more about, you know, he's telling a story about his like, you know, mother, you know, who died of cancer or mm-hmm. something, you know, something like that where it's like, um, and, but, but making the, you know, maybe the, the self-destructive, um, part is, is a cancer too, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of one of the underlying themes, maybe obviously the cancer's straightforward, but I, I think the, the point is that you're going to self-destruct either by um, conscious decision, by all the things you just said, like, you know, deciding to stay up and have that extra beer or, or that, or at some point your body is going to um, mutate yeah. and, and attack itself. Yeah. And, and the way we look at it, you know, the mm-hmm. way we look at cancer, you know, how everyone is against cancer, but not everyone's against, you know, spending an extra whatever, you know, watching TMZ or, you know, doing those things that aren't as productive as you probably should be. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, and that is in its in and of itself is kind of a cancer, too. You know, it's a it's a thing that's it's not. um yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, it it prevents you from living life to the fullest for sure. Yeah, for sure. So interesting. Um, there's a couple fucking amazing scenes in this. There's one scene in particular that just, uh, I, I just the bear. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. That was uh, that. Yeah, that was well done. Um. The the structure of the movie is weird to me because it it for some reason it almost plays out. Uh, it has the same problem that like movies adapted from video games have is where okay. it's it's moving towards something and then there's a boss fight and then it cools off and then it's moving towards something boss moving towards something boss like um, it's not necessarily a bad structure, but to me, it was just. Um, there's just such a steep drop of like the alligator with the shark's teeth. And then all of a sudden it's just this steep drop. And then nah, it feels like nothing really exciting happens until the bear comes right. back. I mean, it's or, slow pace for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it seems like it just builds in the, and then it just throws something at you just, um, to, yeah. just to like keep you engaged. Um, But no, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, that doesn't mean it wasn't good. Like I, I, I did really like the bear scene for sure. And that, yeah. that was a really, um, it, like almost like Clive Barker esque like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, very, yes, very, uh, visceral and, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. Grotesque, almost, uh, almost, it, it it's so unreal that it feels there's some there's some realness about it though yeah yeah and i thought yeah and uh, i don't know man yeah the ending is fucking weird um yeah i mean i mean i, I do feel like knowing there's a cup yeah that like having alex garland um describe it as like a a dream of the first book in the trilogy uh it kind of it's kind of a game breaker for me um just the way uh 
it's um it's like well why did you do that it's like well i mean it's kind of everything's a little fluid yeah kind of like a dream like the um one of the things that that i really hated about it follows was that like kindle uh eggshell thing that the right. one girl was always carrying around and the director's like I don't know. I I thought of it, and and it just like, it doesn't have to make sense. I I just think it's cool. It's like yeah, I don't know. Like that kind of takes me out of it. Um, to just use another example that I feel like I I have a firmer grasp on. There's just something so about you, this that just rubbed me the wrong way. With the, so like, like oh, it's a dream, man. Well, I mean, if he had he explained himself better, would it would have made a difference? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a moot point, which I think is what you're getting at. Like, yeah, Yeah. you're right. Like it wouldn't have like made me like the movie anymore, but it does make me have less of an appreciation for it. Okay. Um, where it's just like, uh, you just decided that like there, there's some stuff that happens for very concrete reasons. And then there's other stuff that is just like. Uh, I thought it was cool. Like that doesn't always add up. That's kind of the no. the whole like Temple of Doom scenario. It's like, oh, these yeah. all these scenes are cool. It's like, cool What's scenes it? does not a movie make. Right. I I get you. Um. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I guess on that same length or wavelength there. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, with a Spielberg movie, you know exactly what he's going for. What what his objective objective is. Whether or not he pulls it off is a different yes. question. Absolutely. Uh, but but you know what his uh, point is mm-hmm. and that's i think and maybe we're we're on the same page with you are with him as i am with nicholas whining reffin mm-hmm. where is i don't see the point of what he's doing like <laughs> it's art for art's sake yeah you know where you know and i i know that you you have you know you can you see it differently than i do yeah i i, I, I find value in it more I, yeah but i mean it i don't think you're wrong when you're saying like it's art for art's sake it's kind of like what we talk about like you you're just hiding behind calling it art right and i just i personally just happen to find like things like neon demon i just i love the visuals and i love the music so i enjoyed the movie well and you were able to see something in it and Mm -hmm. and um and maybe it was it were on the same and like for you for this it's like this is uh you know whatever it is for whatever sake you know it's it's just you don't you don't understand the the meaning of it Mm -hmm. and you know, I think with Wanting Refn, like Neon Demon is more, it's a visual yeah. and, and, and tonal and um, uh, even an audi- audible uh, piece and not nowhere near story. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, you know, where I was looking more at this, you know, the story. And for this, you know, um, you know, the story is kind of all, it's not all over the place. It is a like A to B type of movie, but there yeah. is. It it has like everything feels layered, mm-hmm. and like whether or not we get it isn't on. Like he doesn't give a fuck whether or not we get it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that there's any anything wrong with that. I just think that um, I just think that it's it's kind of it's not really well balanced. Is like there's some stuff that's done with purpose, and then there's other stuff where you're just being obtuse. Yeah, yeah. So. You can, and that's. Th- that's a totally. I mean, there are parts in this that can feel that way. It it, it it's a dis. For me, it was a little bit of a disappointing uh, follow up to 
uh, Ex Machina because it that's it, yeah that's the other thing that's tough is Ex Machina was such a tight and uh, tight story and very uh, provocative for as far as uh, making you think about the world in which we live and who you know am I myself am I a you know am I doing something that I should be doing or am I doing something that everyone wants me to be doing right. you know am, you know whose life am I living and where this is is it's kind of a we, you know we've we've gone from cancer to self-destruction to all these things like who knows what it, it like uh an ex machina feels like a little bit more of a tightly yeah uh a more uh, a little narrow a more narrow vision of mm-hmm. what he was trying to portray yeah yeah i mean i i feel like ex machina is provoking a very specific set of emotions and this kind of runs a gamut of of a lot of different ones um mm. but um it, yeah like- it's it's hard um and i feel like i've watched it enough now that it's not a big deal but it was it's it was hard to sit down and watch this um as a follow-up um i think we were really on the same page with ex machina i was i one of my favorite movies of that year um was it 16 E, uh, either 15 or 16. Oh, 14. 14. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Yeah. That was, hell, that was four years doing ago. This? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, th- I think that this was. Oh, uh, 14, did but it, it, with, it didn't uh, come out until 15. Oh, it, yeah, it was, yeah. So th- It came out in the spring of 15. Yeah. It might have been on, on Mavs, but I do, I do remember us. Well, we I know we did a end of the year thing. Yeah. And Ex Machina was high on the list for Absolutely. all three of us. Absolutely. Um, you know what? I I I, I don't want to assign you another movie or unless you want to uh, watch it. All right. So, uh truth be told we got disconnected, but so there's there's some parallels here between uh Ex Machina and Annihilation and uh The Lobster and A Killing of a Sacred Deer. Two movies that are uh, or four movies that are kind of highbrow, uh, more this, than what's on the surface, right? Uh, we both kind of liked The Lobster. Mm-hmm. Um, parts of it we really liked and parts we were like, eh. Yeah, you know? parts of it I was not crazy about. but Right. Um, and uh, I think this, The Lobster, and I, I don't want to assign it to you if, if you don't want to watch it, but I think it's worth the watch, is what uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, it... it <laughs> I mean, it, there's some. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing where uh, the lobster had a distinct feel and like a okay, I know what he's trying to convey, mm-hmm. right? And a killing of sacred deer is a lot different. And there is a lot of subtext there where you're not sure exactly what they're going for, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, it's probably worth a watch. Don't want to make you do it, but if you feel the the need to and you're intrigued by my um, comparison, yeah, go ahead. All right. It's um, is this streaming on Amazon Prime? Um, I will check it out. I know where it is. It is definitely a streaming. Oh, Fredo um, Flix, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd be interested in Fredo's thoughts about Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it's been a while since we heard from Fredo. 
shit. Back. Killing of a sacred deer is streaming on Amazon Prime. Nice. So, how about that? Try to figure that bitch out, because I couldn't. <laughs> nice. I... I'm sure I'll do a bang-up job. <laughs> All right. Um, so, recommendation. Would you recommend someone watch this? Annihilation? Uh, yeah. No. I really wasn't a big fan of it. Um, so, I just don't feel... Like, there's definitely, those, there's definitely certain movies where I was like, oh, I, w- I wasn't a big fan of it, but... I definitely could I feel like I know who would like this. I just I I just didn't really enjoy this one. Um and not bad. I gave it a 6. Okay. Uh but it just um if if it makes sense I f- I I almost feel like it's a lot of a lot of trouble for nothing. Yeah. Um there's a couple shots in it that I'll I'll remember for a while. The bear scene The bear uh, scene the- was good the surgery scene um that was pretty intense right. uh on the video oh with the where it looked yeah. like a serpent yeah i don't want to yeah um that yeah, was sorry <laughs> no i no that's fine um uh and the actually the end scene um the the just the kind of Going into the lighthouse, that whole part of it. Not what happened, but the shots that were in it were pretty crazy to watch. Yeah, there were some... I mean, it looked really good a lot of the time. There were some yeah. where, like... Um, the... Uh, like, I don't think the alligator looked very good. There there were a couple times where, like... There, there's some really great shots in there, but there were a couple times where I was like, oh, that... That looks almost like unfinished, um, and like the bear scene was great, um, and it was darker too, so that kind of yeah kinda adds to it. But the there was, and maybe that's what made me think about video games is that that alligator, that shark gator thing, yeah, just looked very unfinished. Yeah, and like, I mean, the only really fully fleshed character in this whole movie was Natalie Portman, because the rest yes. of the characters were all just kind of caricatures you know whether it was Jennifer Jason Lee I mean they try to give her a little bit of something but it was just kind of hard-edged you know and then you know uh uh, yeah kind of uh, an afterthought almost yeah it just you know most of the characters were just kind of yeah I agree um so I don't know I mean I mean what do you think like do you do you know I know you said you'd be curious what Fredo thought I'd be curious what anyone who saw the movie thought yeah, um, but I, I would too. I'm definitely not, uh, not like, oh, I think everyone should go out and see this. Like, yeah, if you, I, if you happen to see it, let me know what you thought. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of questions to be answered, and a mm-hmm. lot of them weren't. Um, so yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 all for ambiguity, but it it just um, I I just wasn't crazy about this one. Cool. Oh well. All right. Yes. Um uh, any other any other movies you wanna run through real quick or uh, mention? I think I've just about done it. Um right. yeah. 
that's that's just about it. I, I, uh, what did I rewatch? Uh, now I've watched a bunch of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I watched The Greatest Showman again. Nice. Yeah. Um, for some reason, just like it. And uh, yeah. Other than that, um. Oh, I did. Uh, what uh, the? Uh, oh shit. Um. No, the the the. the what? Oh god damn it. I, you gotta help me, buddy. I'm thinking I'm losing my mind. Uh, um, no, I watched okay. a uh, a series of shows on Netflix. Wow. Um. Wow. I. I'm the staircase. Totally Everyone's really into no. the staircase right now. No, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't either. Um. Um. Why? Uh, I'll, I'll remember it sometime. <laughs> I, I did. I know I wanted to talk about it, but I totally forgot about it. Um, there you go. That's uh. All right. Um. Well, we'll be back. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. That's that's terrible. That's terrible. That's, I only had one okay. beer tonight. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's all right. It happens. That's the yeah. thing. It was a really big one, though. Yeah. That's okay. All right. It's just it's just gonna be on the internet forever. I wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't. wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Don't let you <laughs> don't stress too much. Yeah. Don't don't worry. The people we the other people we podcast with don't even know the show exists. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Despite us telling them. Yeah. And uh yeah, if you want um if you do want to reach us, let us know what you think of Annihilation or anything else. Email us brunviewpod at gmail dot com. Oh. Barry. Barry. Finish watching Bear. Oh, the HBO show. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. How was it? Um, uh, you know what? It, it went from one thing. Um, it, yeah, it, it's got, it was, I thought it was going to be one thing, mm-hmm. and it is that one thing, like, you know, funny Bill Hader thing, yeah. but it has elements of Breaking Bad to it. Oh, which interesting. I really like. It turned into something different. Um, and uh, I like the way it turned, and we'll see how it it continues. So, it's, I finished the first season, and we'll see how the second season because it is picked up. So, nice. yep, four or eight episodes on HBO. Uh yeah, I I've seen trailers for it, and it looks like it'd be funny. I, I love Bill Hader, so yeah, there you go. Cool. All right. All right, boys and girls, ladies and uh, gents, germs. Hit it, hit us up and let let us know you're still listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, I like the score to Annihilation. I like those. Oh yeah, it was a little droney. A lot of uh, acoustic stuff too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like just industrial drones, and then very like subdued acoustic, soft piano and guitar. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll be around. Bye. Yep. Bye.